0: Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington. Morning worship at 11 and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.briamshoreline.org. Thank you so much. As the choir comes down to uh, join their families line, the children, children come on down for a minute for we're prayer. Come on down here for a second. I've got a question for you. i going to dismiss you just a minute for Children's Church and Children's Choir. Come on down over here. Right here. I'm right here. Come on down. I want to ask you a question. And that is this, as you're coming down and you guys, let's see if we can do it without running into each other. Here we go. Okay. Oh, let me get my slide up there. Is this on? Okay. So how many of you, how many of you have ever seen that? <laughs> We got there? (laughs) There we go. How many of you have ever seen that? Really? They're pretty observant. Where is it? Where is it? Um, It's over by the gym in the women's bathroom. (laughs) It's over by the gym in the women's bathroom. Close. Okay, come back here, Sam. You got the first part right. It's over by the gym right next to the women's bathroom, right? How many of you ever had a drink out of that drinking fountain? Ah, uh, next time you take a drink out of that drinking fountain, as you look to the left, as he said, toward the women's bath. Yeah, well, not right now. But anyway, look to the left, and you'll see that up there, this plaque. So, I don't know if you've ever taken time to read it or not. There's some little print on there. But this plaque is, the top of it, um, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. And you notice what that is. There's like a kind of a twisty kind of vine and things that are growing out of it. And if you go back to the picture there, you'll notice it's kind of in the shape of a cross. That's a dedication plaque because it's in honor of our first pastor, uh, Pastor Lloyd Peterson. And when our church began way back in the 60s, he had this vision and this hope that we could someday build a gym. That gym wasn't there, you know that? Used to be the building ended right there by where the gym starts. And we added that gym in the early 70s And the year he died, actually. He had a brain tumor and he died. And he was actually younger than me when he died. But we were able to dedicate that gym that year in memory of him. And that's why it's called the L.A. Peterson Youth Center. But I just want you to notice, and this uh, plaque was done by a man in our church who was a calligrapher, Buddy Blackwell, world-class, very well-known calligrapher who we were privileged to have in our church. And you notice at the very bottom of it, the very bottom of that vine is this verse. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So that's our theme this week. I am the vine, you are the branches. And we continue to study the I am statements of the Lord. Thank you so much. Let's have a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these young people. We pray your blessing on them, and we pray your blessing on us as we study your word together, as we worship and sing and share. And we thank you for this day we could be here in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Lord bless you, all of you. I am the vine. You are the branches. How many of you have seen that plaque? Yeah, okay. Next time you go get a drink of water, take a look to the left over there, and you will see that plaque. Uh, and because it's um it's a memory and it was appropriate because Pastor Peterson had a real heart uh for children and youth uh in our church. John chapter 15. Let's look at this this morning together. John chapter 15 as we continue our series, this is the last of our series um, on the I am statements of the Lord Jesus Christ. Next Sunday we're going to share communion together and we'll have a communion meditation uh for that uh that service as well. But this is our last of our I am statements, John chapter 15. And you'll notice last week we were in John chapter 14. And um, we were we considered I am the way, the truth, and the life. The I am statement. And you'll notice it's in the same context. We go right into chapter 15 where we have the last of our statements. I am the vine and you are the branches. One thing is kind of interesting. I'm not exactly sure. The details, we're not told, but I do want you to notice, because it's in this context, at the end of chapter 14, the last thing it says is, come now, let us leave. Arise, let us go. And then we go right into the, to the dialogue, if you will, from chapter 15. I am the true vine and my father the gardener. And that lasts until we come to, to Jesus going to the, um the, the the garden for the all the olive uh to the garden of Gethsemane and so it's interesting he says, Come, let us leave. They're in this last supper scene. Come, let us leave. And then we have this long narrative. So I don't know if they were all stood and he had this talk with them in the room before they left, or did they leave and is this discourse taking place as they're walking to the Garden of Gethsemane um, it's kind of interesting. I'd like to know the details of that. We're not told. He says, come, stand up. Let's go. And then he says, I am the vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he trims clean so it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. This is our verse from our plaque. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, Ask whatever you wish, it will be given to you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now there's so much in this passage here, and I, there's so much we could divert into and talk about. But I, I just, I want to focus on this. I want to I say this. The The whole point of it is fruitfulness. He's talking about bearing fruit. You notice how it closed? Show, this is my father, verse eight. This is my father's glory that you bear much fruit. Now, as I read this passage to you, it does raise a lot of questions. Um, for example, does it suggest to us that a believer in Jesus Christ could disconnect himself from the Lord and be cast away forever? We have some of this language of being of being discarded and so forth. When it comes to these metaphors, and it is a metaphor. You want to be careful that you don't press it too far. The point of it is fruitfulness. And I want to say, you know, the Old Testament concept here, it goes back to the Old Testament where we have several passages in the Old Testament that talk about Israel as bringing God's vineyard. And God is to care for this vineyard. And they were to bear fruit. And we come to the Gospels, and as Jesus confronts the Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes, that they are not bearing the kind of fruit that God has desired for them to bear. And that the little flock He has called, that they can bear this fruit. Israel is still, there is still a remnant of Israel. There always will be. And God is going to reconnect with them in the kingdom age. And so, I just want to say, I'm not going to go into the details in that this morning except to say, just like when the, the Apostle Paul says at the Bema of Seat of Christ, and he says, we will, the books will be opened in that sense that that God will look at our works, our, our service for him. And he said, there will be those whose, whose works will be burned up, but they will be saved as if by fire. They are not lost, but because of the way they serve for themselves and their attitude and, and their motives were for themselves, and, and they were opposing God's work. He said, what they did will be burned up, but they will be saved. And so I just want to suggest to you that the, this focus on for this morning, this idea of the fruitfulness. What does it mean? And there's there's three things here. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Remain in me, or in the King James, abideth, abide in me, and you will bear much fruit. And the third thing is, apart from me, you can do nothing. So let's consider that first one. I am the vine, and you are the branches. You know, the Bible has many agricultural metaphors, For our for our walk with God, from the Old Testament to this dispensation and to the future, this idea of of fruitfulness, of growth, and this was an agricultural world. I mean, these people, this was so close for so many of the people in the scriptures, and of the agricultural life that they they were part of. You know, very close to the earth in this sense, of of more than I am as a city boy, for example. But this was part of their life, and he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. It's the most natural thing in the world. I mean, we go out and look around, you know, today, the, the trees and the, and the, you know, the flowers. I know, I happen to notice in our garden, I was out there waiting for the dog to come in, uh, this, this morning. There's one last snapdragon still hanging there. <laughs> it's about time for that snapdragon to go. But it, it's still there. There's a couple of fuchsias on the, on the hardy fuchsia plant that are, that are still there. The vine and the branches. The tree and the fruit. And you notice that Jesus is the source. Jesus says, I am the true vine. I want you to notice that. The true vine. You see, this, this might reflect back this, this connection with Israel. As God's vineyard that wasn't bearing fruit the way it should. The leaders of Israel at least. And he says, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. And notice he brings in his father into this, into this picture here. I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. And this is where you don't want to press the metaphors too far because some in the early apostolic era took this and said, well, yeah, see, Jesus is less than the father because the God's the gardener and he's the vine. No, it's a metaphor and, it, and it's a picture of the fruitfulness that he's talking about. Remember in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible refers to his birth. Going back to the book of Isaiah, that he will grow up like a tender shoot out of dry ground. This idea that this, this, this ground should not have really produced a fertile plant. And he grows up as a tender shoot. What does that, what does tender shoot suggest to you? One that would be, under most situations, vulnerable. It, it it may not last. It's not a hardy, strong. And it looked like that. He was born as a baby in Bethlehem in a very difficult situation. No room for him in the inn, right? And then happened to be whisked away to Egypt and as a baby and his parents in a situation and their lives being threatened. But God is the gardener and God took care of him. The father took care of the son while he was on earth. And he says I, I am the vine. My father is the gardener. I am the vine. Verse 5 you are the branches i am the vine and you are the branches friends jesus is the source i mean think of the picture the branches are attached to the vine and he tells us if the branches are if the branches were cut off or lopped off they'll die they are attached to the source of their life they are attached to what gives them nourishment jesus himself solely jesus christ the lord jesus christ is the only source of our salvation. We saw that last week. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the vine. My Father is the gardener. And you are the branches. He's talking to His disciples. Get up. Let's go. Maybe they're walking. I don't know. You are the branches, friends, brothers, disciples. You are the branches. I am the vine. And I and I and, and I want you to know so this is an interesting thought here that we see in this first part in verse one and two. Look at verse two. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit. It's fruitfulness. And and, and that may have a reference to the fact that if you if you're not if it's not fruitful, then, then it's you're cut off. It does it may not be talking about eternal salvation, eternal security in the context of Israel. But it's this picture that if you don't bear fruit, but I want you to notice here. This is an interesting thought. While every branch that does bear fruit, he trims clean so it will be even more fruitful. Now, what's really interesting here is in the the original language, it's it's a bit of a challenge here because some of your Bibles, I think, say he purges, he prunes. You get the idea here, he says. Now, we're not talking about the branches that are cut off. We're talking about the branches that are bearing fruit. And even the ones that are bearing fruit, the, the gardener, the father still purges, prunes, cleans off. And the interesting thing is the word that's used here is it's the word clean. And it's a little bit, how do you clean a vine? And I, and I say that because if you go to verse three, he says, you are already clean. Remember when at the scene where Jesus washed the disciples' feet? And, and Peter says, "No, no, no, Lord, not, not not my feet wash, wash everything and jesus Jesus says, "No, you must have your feet washed. you are already clean. I have already cleansed you. it's the same word, the same word that in some translations is prune or purge is really the word clean and someone someone suggested I think it was pink in his commentary, if we were familiar with the gardening in the middle East. That yes, you cleaned off the vines. You cleaned off the parasites. You cleaned off the dirt. You washed them. You cleaned them off. And so the idea here may not be so much that we might think, well, God cuts us off and purges us, but that God is continually cleaning you. He tells his disciples, you are the branches. And if you're bearing fruit, God's going to continue to work. God's going to continue to clean. You're going to need help. He'll continue to do that, but you will continue to bear Fruit. Yes, believers can be unfruitful, but it's the normal thing for a plant to bear fruit. And Paul tells us in one Corinthians chapter six eleven, you were washed; you were washed by God. And we use that terminology. This is this is so real to this Jewish concept of, of of purification and ritual cleansing. God says you have been washed. And we talk about being washed in the blood of the lamb, right? We sing that. We have been cleansed. And he says, disciples, you've been cleansed already, but God's going to continue to work in you. God is going to continue to clean. God is going to continue to purge away the the things that need to be as you continue to bear fruit. He's going to continue. And these disciples, as we mentioned last week, every one of them, as far as we know, except maybe one, were all martyred for the Lord Jesus Christ. They continue to bear fruit. And God continued to work. The second thing. Remain in me, abide in me, and you will bear much fruit. I like the word abide. John uses this word 15 times. You will see it in this section here, and you will see it in his first epistle as well. This word abide. Abide in me. This talks about those who are with Christ. Abide in Me, the oneness between the vine and the branches. I mean, when you think about a branch and a vine and branches, you think about the oneness, don't you? You don't, you don't, you don't look at a plant. I don't look at that snapdragon plant and just think of the snapdragon flowers and the plant. It's one, and it produces the fruit. And the Lord Jesus Christ said to His disciples, "Listen." I mean, they didn't know what was going to happen. They were about to go in the next. 24 hours that they never would have dreamed of going to cross the Calvary and watching him die and be buried and be brutally treated and the bloodshed and all the horrible things that they had no idea. The Lord says, listen, remain in me. Abide in me. Abide in me and you will bear much fruit. Abide in me. How does one do this? How do you abide in Jesus? How are they to abide in Jesus? What does that mean? How do you remain, abide in Jesus? The word abide. Let's come back to that thought. I'd like you to think about that before we close this morning. How do you do this? How does one abide in the Lord Jesus Christ? But the Lord said, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. This principle applies to us as members of the body of Christ today. Look at, the, look at the epistle to the Galatians. You know this passage well. Galatians chapter 5. We read it this morning already. Galatians chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit. It's singular. It's not fruits of the Spirit. It's fruit of the Spirit. And he first talks about the outworkings in verse 19 of chapter 5 of what he calls the sinful nature. And he says they're obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discard, jealousy, fits of rage, all these things that, that, are, that are negative, that envy, drunkenness. These things, Paul says, that warned you about these things. These are the outworkings of a non-fruitful life from being connected with the source, with connected with God. But, verse 22, but, now in, in the Greek when that word comes up, but, it's to emphasize, wait a minute, stop. The fruit Of the Spirit. Listen, we've got the Father as the gardener. We've got the Son as the source of our life. And we have the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit as the one who helps produce the fruit as the Father tends to the vine that we are connected to. But the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the fruit. Jesus says, remain in me. Remain in me, and you will bear much fruit. Remain in me, and you will bear much fruit. The last thing he says is this. Why? Apart from me, you can do nothing. But that is a strong statement. Apart from me, you can do no thing when it comes to bearing fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, in this biblical principle of walking with faith through our Lord Jesus Christ, apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, the apostle Paul, in the book, in his epistles to the Philippians, and in chapter 2, and, and he tells, and he tells the people this. He tells them in, in Philippians, he says that God is at work, verse 12, therefore my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but all, much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Why? For it is God who is at work in you to will God is working in you and in me to will and to do according to his good purpose. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, I told you we're going to get out right on time today. Okay? So let's think about this for a minute. I don't mean think about getting out on time. Let's think about something i to tell you about in a minute. Let <laughs> me think about both if you. Want. We're going to have a closing song. But listen ask you a question. Because I got to thinking about this. What am I going to suggest to you this morning to make this practical? How do you do this? How do you abide in the Lord Jesus Christ? How do you do this? And I got to thinking about some of the things I could list. Prayer, Bible reading, fellowship, service, worship, But then I kind of backed off. Wait a minute now. How do you abide? How do you abide? How do you abide in your home? It's a a word that's connected with home in the Bible or stay somewhere. We'll find it in the Old Testament. He that abideth in the house of the Lord. He that abideth under the Lord, under the shadow of his wings. I'm using the King James there. Abideth, remain. How do you do that? What do you do to abide? you don't leave. You really don't do anything, right? I mean, when I go home today and I'm gonna abide in my house, I'm just gonna stay there. I'm not gonna leave. And it occurred to me, I'm down the wrong track here. Yes, worship, Bible reading, prayer, fellowship, service, these are all essential to our Christian walk. But they are a result. They are fruit. It's a result of what? Of not leaving. Stay there. And it just seems it's so simple. It's so simple. It's so practical. How do you abide in the Lord Jesus Christ? Don't leave. Now what do I mean by that? listen, and we see this in in our lives. We get, we sang this morning about the first song we sang the kind of peppy one, the lively one. What was the name of that song? I'll sing, I'll sing Hallelujah. Yes. Talked about I was losing my my way, my faith, my sight, my you know. But I, but we come back. And when when you think about it, when when you're tempted, that you get discouraged. And it seems like God, this is not how it's supposed to be. This is this was not the way that you were supposed to do this, and we're tempted to kind of just leave our walk with God—not leave our salvation, but just leave. Maybe you're struggling with a sin and a temptation, and it just gets to the point, and you just think, you know what? I'm just I'm just going to leave this. I can't, you know. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it is your walk with the Lord and your prayer life and your and your time with God. And we're we're always tempted in our lives, you know, through our human nature, our, our human condition. We're kind of tempted to just, you know, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave. I'm just. What's the key? The key is no, no, no. As hard, as difficult, as challenging, as tempting, just stay. Just stay. Just stay. And the Lord will see you through, and you will bring fruit in spite of yourselves. In spite of myself, God can bring fruit. Don't get in the way. Fear, faith, danger, sin, temptation, challenges. Listen, let me close with this. It does not say, without you, I can do nothing. That's not what it says. It says, without me, you can do nothing. Remain in Him. Just stay. Don't leave. Just trust God. Just stay. Allow the cleansing, allow the purging, if you will, if it need be in your life, but just stay. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, remain in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Just stay. Stay with the Lord. Wherever you're at in your walk today, whatever, just stay with Him. Stay with it. Continue to walk with Him. Continue to experience His love. Continue to experience the hope that He gives. Arise. Let us go. Abide in me. Let's close our service with the music. Thank you so much for sharing the music this morning. It's beautiful music. We're going to close our service here now at the last song. Stand with us as we sing. Fairest of 10,000, in the blessed, my blessed Lord, I see. Father, we thank you so much for our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that you loved us so much that you sent your Son to the cross of Calvary to pay for our sins, to wash us clean, that we can stand before you today cleansed, cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, And Lord, we just pray, I pray, that we would remain in you, that we would abide in you, we would stay with you. And Whatever comes our way, whatever challenges, whatever you're bringing us through, as families, as friends, as individuals, that we will just always just remember to just stay close to you. Stay close to you. Allow you to bring the fruit in your time as a faithful gardener, Father, that you are, May this church, may this family bring fruit and give glory to you. We will abide in you. In Christ's name, we gather today and we leave this place with the joy of the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness of sins, and the hope of eternity. In Christ's name, amen.